Welcome back to the Acrostopod NFL podcast. We are here for week 18 preview as the 2023 season comes to an end. I am, as ever, your host, Andy Davis, and I'm this week I'm joined by a returning guest. Back with you today is Redmen TV's and Packers fan, Steve Hall. Steve, how are you? Very well, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be talking NFL. I've been doing football all day, well, soccer all day, so yeah, let's have a little bit of NFL chat. I'm loving the backdrop. I know you had it before, but I'm, I'm loving the, you know, you've got the Fowler. I think I can see Heskey there as well and uh, loads. Of, yeah, that's a, an amazing, I think I can see a few Match Magazine posters, if I'm right. I think there's a few old posters that's maybe. That, can... That's literally what it is. They're just, yeah. that, it's a whole posters, yeah. Amazing, amazing stuff. Um, but yeah, how was your Christmas overall? Any sort of Packers themed gear over Christmas? Yeah, I got a I got a package t shirt. It says uh, it, it's got all the years listed of, of all the Super Bowl wins, and I was saying um, I hope that's out of date by January. I'm not optimistic it will be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got it. Uh, my Christmas tree's always got a couple of uh, Green Bay Packers baubles on it as well. I always make sure they get in. The wife tries to hide them at the bottom so no one can see them, but I always make sure there's a couple on there. Put them on the tree proudly. I like it. I like it. Um, we are here to talk all things week 18. Of course, this is a always a hard week to predict because you don't know who's starting what game, who's being rested, etc. Uh, and there are a few games where there's literally nothing riding on, but some games there's literally all riding on them. So it should be quite an interesting one to predict. Last week we had, of course, Dr. Scott McCabe as a guest on the podcast. Uh, he beat me to last week, so I got nine correct scores, whereas he got 12 correct scores. So as it stands, that moves him into the top five in the leaderboard, uh, with only Aaron Fletcher and the Magpie Channel's keg that have got more than his, than his 12 correct scores from the week just gone. Um, so the week starts off, of course, no third night football this week uh, starts off on Saturday night as the Baltimore Ravens travel to the Steelers. And from what I've seen, the Ravens, are, they're arresting everyone. So for me, I've gone for Steelers' win. But how are you seeing it, Steve? Yeah, the same. The Steelers need to win as well. Uh, the Ravens have literally got nothing to play for. He's already said it's going to be a, a reserve side, isn't it? On the roads in Pittsburgh, it wouldn't be easy anyway. But yeah, I'm going to say Steelers with the, with the Ravens' backups playing. Now we mentioned this on the last episode with Freddie about the permutations of of the um of the Steelers getting in and it, it looks to me, I'm gonna get up now, the the Steelers have got a very small chance of getting in, but there is a chance. They need all of these things to happen. So they need to win. Hope that either the Bills lose, or the Jags lose or tie, or the Colts and Texans tie, or the Jags lose, they tie, the Colts and Texans doesn't end in a tie, or the Jags lose. The Broncos win and the Colts Texans game doesn't end in the tie. So, you know, the chance of the small. To be fair, yeah, you say that, but if they, I think if they win and Buffalo lose, there's a very good chance they're in. So that's not beyond the realms of possibility, is it really? You know, Buffalo could absolutely lose to Miami. So for them, you know, even, even I think if they win and, and the Jags lose, there's a chance they get in as well. Is that right? I'm right in saying so. They've, they've got a lot. They've got a lot where they, there's, there's half chances for them, I think. So they have, they absolutely have to win, and I think they will win. And, of course, the next game, you mentioned about the Jags and the AFC South. Um, the Texans travelled to Indianapolis. Now, if I'm right in saying this, the winner of this gets in the playoff regardless. But if the Jags lose, the winner of this game gets in as the division winner. And there's still maybe a chance for the other team to get in as a wildcard team. Um, we'll go to you first, Steve. Who's winning this game and securing their place in the playoffs? Yeah, this is tough. Uh, I, I'm re- I've really gone back and forth on this one because they're both very inconsistent teams. 
my gut feeling is that the Texans might be a touch better than the Colts, but the Colts are at home, and that's why I'm I'm on the fence. So I think I'm going to go Indianapolis, but I'm not that confident. I think the home field thing might just tip it in their favour. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to go Colts, but I'm not too confident. Yeah, I've gone for the exact same reasoning as you. I found this probably the hardest game to predict out of all of them. Um, and I thought just purely because of home advantage, uh, I went for that. And I think their defence is slightly better in Indy than Houston. So, um, yeah, but it's that could be that. I think that could be the game of the week. I think that everyone looks at Bill's Miami, but that might not be as close as we think. You never know. But I think this one, it could be the game of the week. And I think on Saturday night as well, prime time viewing or Sunday morning for us in the UK, uh, the early hours. It's, um, yeah, it should be a cracking, cracking game. Um, now, moving from AFC South to NFC South, on the first lot of Sunday games, as the Panthers take on the Buccaneers in Carolina. Now, I'd love the Pan- for the Panthers to win because it would make a really exciting game between the Falcons and the Saints, but I just don't see how the Bucks don't lose to the Panthers. Um, I think the Panthers, you know, nothing to play for. Yeah, they've got they got that um, you know that, that thing. They've got a draft pick to worry about trying to fight for. They could win, but I just think the Bucks are too strong for them in, in every aspect. So I'm going to go for the Bucks to win. Yeah, so you made that. I think that's an easy one in hindsight. And um, is Bryce Young even going to play? You know, he, he got injured and he, he had a bit of an injury the other day, and it, it was questionable. So he's. I, I think he'll be fine. They might, but they might sit him anyway. But yeah, if Tampa have to win. I think they will win. What's your take on Bryce Young's season been? Because he, um, you know, he went into obviously number one overall pick and he hasn't been held by the fact that CJ Stroud, who was picked second overall, has had one of the best rookie quarterback seasons I've ever seen. Um, do you think that he is just suffering from the classic rookie sort of year struggles or do you think he could be seen as potentially a best or do you still think he's got plenty of time to prove that wrong? I'm, I'm un- I was unconvinced that when he got him, I was never convinced that I, I worried about the stature anyway. Uh, at some point, you are just too small, and I, I, I still, I, I'm yet to be convinced he's not. But what I would say, he's in a horrendous situation. His offensive line is awful. His receivers aren't great. You know, Adam Feeling, it's not it Mingo. It's not been brilliant for him. Um, they're actually back defensively. They're actually okay. The Panthers, they do okay. Um, I, I I'm yet I'm yet to see anything that prove I didn't think he was going to be a success anyway, and I've yet to see anything that's proved me wrong. Um, but yeah, yeah, of course, it's it's very very early days. But I was always worried about the the stature and the height um, and those kind of things. I know already. I think you see examples where he isn't great in the pocket. Um, he was always poised as a college quarterback. He always had that and the the leadership and the intangibles. But from a physicality point of view, I was always a bit worried about him. Um, I also think Carolina now that the Washington ownership's changed. I mean, Carolina's ownership might be one of the worst in the league. There's a guy who's involved in every in meetings, and he he's getting an active say on the roster and stuff. And that's never that's never a, a good thing. So I, I do worry about the situation Bryce has ended up in. And you know, if you flip CJ and Bryce over, we could very much be seeing a similar thing where better coaching set up, maybe a better infrastructure around him. But he. I I am worried about Bryce Young. Like I really am. I, I'm not. Conv- I'm yet to be convinced. Yeah, I think for him as well. It's weird because they obviously last year they had what well, the eighth, ninth worst record trade up for the one pick with the Bears got Bryce Young. But then this year 
they've ended up, you know, they've had a bad year, but they haven't got that draft pick to almost compensate being bad. Or, you know, they look at the Bengals when Joe Burrow went down or, you know, even the year before that, where at least you know after a bad year, you're going to get the best quarterback in college. And I think, you know, it's it's sort of almost like if you're having a bad year, it sort of almost makes makes up flat and you, it sort of almost softens the blow. The fact that, you know, you're going into the off season with the one pick or potential to trade down. Either way, you've got that pick and you can do what you want with the franchise. But now, they haven't got that draft pick um, to, to sort of to, to use. So now, they can't add to the team. And we've seen most quarterbacks who have struggled, the likes of recent times, Josh Allen and Tua, you know, they go and get that top receiver and they, they see improvement. And I just think that he's not going to get that because his best receiver right now is... Uh, what a sixty-year-old Adam Thielen. It's not exactly like as, as you were saying. He hasn't got that top weapon or even top running back. Miles Sanders has been dreadful to hand the ball off to. Either way, he's not got weapons around him. Defense isn't playing that well, and you know the head coach might be different. He may change things. I don't know. We've seen that with Houston, but at the same time, it may not happen. So yeah, it seems like right now when you've seen with the Tepper stuff, with the throwing the drink with the Jags fans recently, it's just all round a lot of dysfunction in this team. And I just think that they're almost trapped for at least a year or two before they get probably that number one draft pick, maybe two years time. And, you know, we'll see what happens there, but either way, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's tough going for them. Um, next up, we're moving on to the AFC North as the Browns travel to the Bengals. Steve, who's winning this one? The Browns, I think are going to win this one. I'm going to, Listen, the Flacco thing's amazing, and it's a great story, and he is playing really well. Him and Mario Cooper seem to have got this this connection, which is awesome. It's the Browns' defense, which is the story for me. They are incredible, um, and Jake Browning's been good. Don't get me wrong, filling in for Joe Burrow, but I think this is a different challenge altogether. Um, defensively, the Browns are so good; they, they drag you into a dogfight, and then or they need Joe Flacco to, you know. And he, he'll give you one, he'll give you two, because he's not perfect, but he's also got... He just needs to make two or three really good throws in a close game, and he's he's shown all season, well, since he's got there, that he's been capable of doing it. So the Browns, I think, I know they're already, in, they're already in the playoffs, and maybe we'll see how they go. But for the most part, I reckon they're still probably going to play their players, you would guess, in which case I'll probably select them to win. This may change your mind, Steve, but from what I've read, Flacco's not playing, and Cooper has been limited in practice and they're saying that they may be keeping him fresh for the following week. So that's why I've gone for the Bengals. I can, I can give you a chance to change your team if you want to. Uh, oh, I'm, 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 I'm right in saying they're the fifth seed no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that change, that does change things, doesn't it? Uh, um, yeah, that, yeah, I think that, I think it's fair play. I thought he could still get I, I thought he could maybe sneak four, but they can't, can they? They can't win the division. So yeah, I thought sorry, I, I thought sorry that they could be overtaken by the sixth seed, but they can't. Yeah, I think I'm so, pretty yeah. unless I've read that yeah, one. They're locked into five. Yeah, they're locked into five. So um yeah, I'll change my mind. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go the Bengals. I think the Bengals might play more players. Um, I forgot that the Browns couldn't lose a seed in position there. So yeah, I will go I will go Bengals at home, sorry. Okay, and I, I have to praise the Browns here because how often do you see a team lose your star running back in week two and even though he wasn't playing that well, you lose your quarterback mid-season, still finish with 11 wins. It's just credit to the coaching staff, the defence and you know, and the whole scheming on offence as well. I think there's a lot to be praised at the Browns. But you've got to think, where could they be if they had Sean Watson of old and Nick Chubb playing? Imagine what they could be on genuine 14, 15 wins. 
Um, they had that Houston Texans version of Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb playing. I gen- I don't think this team could be. I think they could, could have won a division. I think they could have won the AFC North and even got the one seed. So I think if they can make it, I think they could easily. If they play the Jags in the in the wild card round, they'll probably beat them. And then I think they'll be road favourites. Whoever is the fourth seed, I think they'll be favoured to be. So whether it's Colts, Jags, or Texans. I think you'd back the Browns to be. I think the bookmakers will make them favourites as well, and that's, I think that's fair. Even on the road, so yeah, you're absolutely right. It's been, it's been quite a four quarter. Any teams play four quarterbacks and still made the playoffs and, and win a playoff game, which we're predicting. Yeah, it's, it's been incredible. I think I think Stefanski might have uh, tied up coach of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I look at I think the four I can think of are him, Dan Campbell, D'Amico Ryan's, and Shane Steichen, and. Maybe Mike McDaniel, maybe, but I don't think the big game stuff will help him. But I think, yeah, I think he's got to be at least a contender because to do what he's done, I know there's been a lot of teams this year to have back of quarterback, but not many have done it as well as the Browns with back of quarterback. So for me, they deserve is a massive credit. And I think that, yeah, it's only their third time in the 21st century to make the playoffs. Uh, I think it's a fantastic achievement. And yeah, that'll be um, interesting to see how they do in the postseason. And speaking of which, the Lions, of course, they won their first division in 30 years, which means Browns now have the longest streak without a division win. Uh, they host the Lions. The Lions, they host the Vikings uh, in this one. Um, I-, I can go for the Lions to win purely because they have something to play for. Um, I know your, your your good friend, Chris, a friend of the show he's been on before, he will probably have the Vikings winning this game and they've still got, I believe, a, a minor chance of getting into the playoffs. But I think the Lions still fighting for that number two seed. They have to rely on the Dallas loss. So I think they'll be looking to... Um, you know, looking to go and get that win, so I'm going for the Lions. Yeah, the, the fact that they're, they're playing for seedings makes you think that they're going to pick a, 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 their their best team. So yeah, I'll, I'll pick the Lions as well. Have we have we picked the same team so far? We haven't. We, we have. Yeah, I mean, we had the difference for about two seconds with the Browns and Bengals, but um, yeah, so far the same. You research better than me on that one. <laughs> um, I mean, this next one, this game is pretty much there's literally nothing rather than this game. I mean. But the Patriots can't get the one overall seed. Uh, and they host the Jets, who've had a horrible season. Um, I'm going for the Patriots to win this game. Uh, I just think that I I, I think the, the Jets' offense has been that bad in recent weeks, particularly at the quarterback position and the offensive line. I think the Patriots will have enough to win this game. They've, you know, they've put up good fights recently. They've you know beat the beat the Broncos in recent weeks. They gave the Bills a really good game, and everyone's praising the Bills in the AFC. So yeah, for me, Patriots win. Yeah, I think so too. Belichick just owns the Jets, and I think he'll be really keen to keep that going. But I mean, both offenses are not great, but both defenses are really good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd have to go with Patriots. I, I just think Belichick will be so motivated to win. It might actually be his last game, which I think not not a lot's been spoken about. But there's a chance this is the last game he coaches. So I think if that is the case as well, he might want to go out on a bang. So. Chalk again, I'm going to pick the same as you, mate. I'm going to say the New England win as well. Yeah, where do you see him going? Because I think he could still stay one more year because he's got a year left on the contract, maybe a bit tricky for them. And they might just say, I'll oh, leave the year, give him a chance to the rookie callback, see how he does. Or do you see him going to the likes of the Chargers or the Commanders? See, if I was them, I'd ask him to stay and say, but you're not the GM anymore. We're going to give you a proper GM who picks the players. Because... Their drafting record and their free agent signings record in about the last five years has been pretty terrible. It looked like they they got last year's 
picks right with the with um, Gonzalez, and obviously he gets injured. Defensively, he, he still shows he's a very good coach. He coaches up teams, and he's really good at it. But his player decisions and his personnel decisions have been pretty dreadful, really. You know, how many first round picks are not even on the team anymore? You know, it's it's not been great. So that it depends whether he's willing to do that. Um, if I was the Chargers or the Commanders. I would probably consider that. You'd probably have to trade them, guessing that's the other option. I think New England would probably want something for him and what you would get for him. But my I'm edging towards that I think he probably ends up staying there. But I wouldn't it's not if in the last twenty years at any point, you know, Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter says Bill Belichick's leaving the Patriots. If we'd have been like, what? It'd have been like blow your head off news. I don't think I would be too surprised if that happened even after Sunday. No, I mean it's it's a tricky one because it's almost like you know we as as fans of Liverpool will know this from watching Arsenal the Wenger situation you know um, how how do you get rid of a legend like Wenger and same thing that they'll have in New England is that how do you get rid of uh, a legend someone who's won you six Super Bowl rings and you know but you got to look at the other side of the fence the fact that you know he has I don't think he's drafted a Pro Bowl receiver I believe since two thousand and three or something like that or at least drafted a uh, you know, it, it, I think I think overall, you know, it's just been terrible drafting the last few years. You look at Nikhil Harry's most recent example, you know, and some of the tray and some of the trades they've done, and just the, the draft picks they've made have been simply awful. Cole Strange, that, that Cole Strange, where, where he was like in the first round, it was like, wow, yeah, it's, it's been it's I, they've never done things by the book, and, and it's listed it's worked for them. Look how much success they've had, but I think now when you don't have the the greatest quarterback of all time. Your margins are thinner. You need to draft better. You need to even the free agent stuff. You know, Janu Smith and Hunter Henry on just massive deals. None of it's really made sense. Um, I, I if I was the, if I was Robert Kraft and, and Belichick was willing to do it, I'd say, listen, we're going to bring a GM in. You just coach the team for at least this year and see where we're at going forwards. Um, because yeah, it's not been great. Cole Strange, Mac Jones, Nikhil Harris, Shoney Michelle, Isaiah Wynn, Malcolm. I mean, it's not it's not a who's who. Yeah, the literally the Cole Strange traffic was was literally strange. I think everyone at the time was like was confused about why they made the pick, and I think just it's just been terrible. And I think that they had problems even when Brady was there, but I think Brady was someone who could gloss over the cracks. And I think that now they haven't got that, you know. And Mac Jones hasn't been great. I just think that overall it's been a pretty much a disaster. I mean, they made the playoffs in I believe one or two seasons since he's gone, but the one time they made the playoffs, they got absolutely thrashed by the Bills. So really. Hasn't been great really since he won that Super Bowl in um against the the Rams. So for me, it's um yeah, as a as a Dolphins fan, I, I'm not I'm not against it happening. I think most NFL fans, actually, not just myself, are happy seeing the Patriots struggle, which hasn't happened in so long. But I think you know, but then you know, they've got the current. I think it's a second or third seed in the draft, and I think with that, you look at either Kayla Williams or Drake May. They may have a guy for the future right there, but you just don't know in the NFL. You just don't know. It may be, you know, they could get this guy and he could be pretty bad. So, yeah, it's um, interesting times in New England. Um, our next game focuses on the New Orleans Saints who host the Atlanta Falcons. Now, we mentioned it before. Uh, it all depends on what happens with the Buccaneers-Panthers game. If that is a win for the Buccaneers, this game means nothing. Uh, I don't even believe I, they could still get in as a wildcard team, but I don't think they'll have enough wins. So this game is literally, they're just preying on that game uh, which happening at the same time as well, uh, being a win for the Panthers. Um, for you, Steve, who's winning this one? 
I think this is close. Uh, two very even, two flawed teams, really. Um, I think the Falcons are going to win this one. Well, we have our first different winner. I've gone for the Saints. <laughs> I lost a bit of difference in it, yeah. Um, I think, I think Arthur Smith's coaching for this job a little bit, actually, um, as well. I think it's really, I think they're two very, very even teams. You know, so I think they're both okay. Um, I know the Saints probably need it that bit more, of course. The, the Falcons, I think, are, I mean, they technically win. I'm not even sure what their division chances are. Given that eight and nine, if the Bucks lost, I don't even know how that makes it. But I, 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 I think, I think the Falcons win this one. Interesting, interesting. Um, now moving on from South Divisions back to the AFC to the AFC South, as the Jags host the Titans. Now again, the Titans to Colts will. Win the division if this game's a loss for the Jags, but I think um, for me, I think the Jags win this game. I just feel like they have been bad, and I do think they're one and done. No matter who they play in the playoffs, whether they're the seventh seed, whether they're the fourth seed, I don't see them winning a game. I think they're just in that bad of a rut right now. Basically, the opposite of last season. Uh, what happened to them towards the end of last year? They had the complete opposite sort of season, um, and you know they have the players there, but I just don't think right now Lawrence is fully hundred percent. And I do think the Titans have the ability, they did it against the Dolphins a few weeks ago, to cause an upset by adjusting the Jags will have just about enough. I think it'll be a close game. I think they'll have just enough to beat the Titans, which would ultimately win them the division. It's interesting, really, because the, the Will Levis thing, it's almost like Will Levis is obviously the future in Tennessee, but in a one-off game, is Ryan Tannehill, like right now, maybe a better option, like just for one game? I wonder, like you know, if from a from a, a Titans point of view, I'm yet to be convinced by the Jags either. They they they're in a horrid run. They got back on track a little bit in the last week, but I think the Jags are going to win. But th there are massive alarm bells ringing. This isn't a, this isn't a, a cakewalk by any any stretch of the imagination. Division game with the playoffs on the line. It, it, the Titans are the type of team that can play spoiler. I think as well. Uh, and again, it's in Tennessee. I don't know if that's that, you know, going on the road with the playoffs on the line, potentially, at least the division on the line, definitely. I wouldn't be shocked if the Jags lost, but I think they'll just win. But I, again, that, that you said before about Colts, Texans being tough. I think this is a really, really tough one to call. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked as well. I think it's a real, but what I think is one of the biggest trap games of the week. I think looking at all the fixtures, I think the Eagles could be one as well, looking at their recent form. But I just think that this could be one where, yeah, the Jags could easily lose. And Mike Fable is, I, he is a good coach. I think they've had a bad year, don't get me wrong, but I think he is still a very good coach. And I think that he is the kind of coach that can, um, that can cause you upset. So I think, yeah, wouldn't be shocked if the Titans lose, Titans win. But I, I think ultimately they will lose. Um, Next up is the Seahawks taking on the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Um, I think this is one of the easier ones to predict. I'm going for the Seahawks to win. They got something to play for. Arizona's season done. They they could win the game because of that because they've got nothing to play for. But they've had that all year long. So for me, um, yeah, I'm going to go for the Seahawks to win. Yeah, I think you're right. I think at this point Arizona might be looking at the draft stuff as well and pick, getting that get, getting whether it means a new quarterback or it means a new receiver for. For Kyle to play, but you're right. Seattle needs the win, obviously. Um, that ties a lot into my team later. We, obviously, we'll speak about Green Bay in a bit, but Seattle needs a win, don't they? And hope that the Packers uh, lose. I think Seattle will win. I think that's going to put. I think they will win as well. And 
they're another one though. They're they're yet to convince me this season that they're so hot and cold, but you'd back them with the season, with the playoffs on the line potentially to win. Um yeah, I think I'm gonna go for the for the Seattle as well. Well, let's get into that Green Bay game now. So you guys are going to be taking on the Chicago Bears in Lambeau Field. Now, current as, as it stands in the playoff picture, um, obviously we've already, we already know the Niners down as one seed, Cowboys currently the two seed, Lions currently three seed. Going further down than that to the six seed is the Rams and then the seventh seed is currently the Packers. Um, so obviously Seahawks only get in if the Packers were to lose. Now, Steve, is there any chance the Packers don't Make it in, or do you see them? Do you see them beating the Bears? I think they will, but I don't think it's easy. The Chicago, I mean, I think Chicago might be the best of the bad teams, if that makes sense. That they're they're not miles away from being half good. Um, I think yeah, Packers winning in that that they have to they have to the 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 thing we've got with Green Bay and, and although they've been on a really good run recently and the quarterback is playing so well, there's a lot of injuries. And they're still a very young team and they are very inconsistent. Um, they, they played really well last week and that game was over before you knew it kind of thing. But look at the look at the game against Carolina, the worst team in the league. And they were seconds away from potentially losing that game. You know, if Bryce Young got a, a snap off on time for a spike, they might have easily ended up in, in overtime or whatever, lose, even losing that game. So the Packers are very inconsistent. They're, they're a young team and we've seen that. But... The the quarterback is playing so well at the moment, Jordan Love that, and, and obviously at Lambeau, I, I would edge it. But I'm not. This is in years gone by, Green Bay Bears season line. It would just be. I'd almost be booking the playoff spot now. I'd be booking the day off work for the game. But this one, I I think is going to be close. The Bears are a good team, and I could see this one going right to the wire. Yeah, I agree, and that's why I've, I've gone for the Bears to beat the Packers. I'm sorry, Steve. It's um. I just oh, think yeah. the form of the Bears right now, I mean, they did this last year as well. They had a good run down the stretch. And I think, you know, Fields is playing really well right now. You've got DJ Moore there. And, you know, if we're looking at the injury report, you know, Jaden Reed is doubtful. Romeo Dobbs is doubtful. And, you know, you put a nail on the head. That Panthers game should be a massive worry because you gave up 30 points to one of the worst teams, really, of the last five years since individual seasons. And, you know, you beat the, you beat the Vikings, yes, but... You know, in that game, the Vikings, they had so many, they got so many quarterback issues, so many injuries, and Jordan Allison injury problems. Jefferson was back, bare fair enough, but there's no TJ Hawkinson. And I think that it was a really bad Vikings team. And I think that even further, further back than that, Bacon Mayfield and the Buccaneers beating you 34 to 20 in Lambeau. So I think the Bears, nothing to lose. Um, they've already got the number one pick uh, through that trade with the Panthers we mentioned before. So for me, I think the Bears. Will love nothing more than to go into Lambeau and spoil the party, like the like the Lions did last year in Lambeau. So, for me, I think the Seahawks are going to sneak in, and I'm going to say the Packers are going to lose and finish as the eighth seed. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure you got a chance to get payback in the very last game we talk about later on. Um, Eagles are Giants. Now, I would love to sit here and say the Giants beat the Eagles, and I think that. Other teams I'd have beaten if it was the I'd have the Commanders beating Eagles maybe and I definitely have the Cowboys beating Eagles on current form. Um, for me, I think the Eagles are in a really bad way and I do think wherever they play in the playoffs, I see them being one and done. I think they're just in a really bad run of form. Four losses in the last five games. They're not a team playing well and they seem to be having a little bit of a a rut. So I'm going to give the Eagles the win, but I don't think it'll be a a pretty win whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I just agree. The Eagles, 
at the moment they're playing so badly that anybody could beat them. Um, but I'm just going to trust they've got enough. The Giants stink as well. Um, but then, like, so the Arizona aren't great. There's, and that was a different game as well. But surely you'd have to back the Eagles in this one. But again, I wouldn't be completely shocked if they did lose. Um, how much of the Giants really won it is another question, isn't it? Again, looking at, looking ahead and stuff like that. Again, it's backups playing Tyrod. I think it's going to be Tyrod again, is it? You'd think. Yeah. What's it, why, why does he give a toss? You know, that kind of stuff. Does, does he... In terms of in terms of draft capital, I mean for the Giants, he might just go and try and win it. But yeah, I think Philly will just I think Philly will win. You know, that could be the win that gives them the confidence they need again, but I just don't think right now they're in a good place. Um couple of games in the AFC West with literally nothing riding on them. Broncos at Raiders, Chiefs at Chargers. I'm going for wins for the Broncos and Chargers. Um I First of all, I think the Chiefs are resting the homes. They're resting Kelsey. The Chargers, yes, they've got Easton Stick there rather than Herbert, but I think they'll you know, they almost be they've got nothing to look ahead to where the Chiefs would be a bit more apprehensive trying to make sure no injuries happen. Um and then the Broncos Raiders is literally a coin toss. And I just think that I have more faith right now, surprisingly, in Stidham than I do Aiden O'Connell. So for me, Broncos win. Okay. I will go Raiders over Broncos. And Chargers over Chiefs. So I can't see the Chiefs playing anybody, and they're not that good anyway. The Chiefs with the best players out, and so the backups aren't going to be much. I like the Raiders. I think the, the I think the fact that Antonio Pierce really wants to be the coach next year as well. A win here doesn't doesn't do him any harm. I know it's effectively a, a pretty meaningless game, but if you finish eight and eight, does that get you second and potentially second? I'm not sure how the tiebreakers would work at that point. Sorry, they would sorry, they would finish eight and nine. The Broncos would be eight and nine. Then we're going down to. All the different tiebreakers, but I think I think the Raiders just I think the Broncos is, is a strange one again. The um the the, the quarterback situation it all feels a little bit strange, doesn't it? Mm. And I've I've liked what I've seen from the Raiders actually. And I saw Devontae Adams speaking all pierced the other day saying how much they really want him to stay and they want him to be the coach. I think they might show that at the weekend, like one more time just before he leaves, uh, or before the ownership have to make a decision. So I think I'm gonna go Raiders. Okay. Now next up is gonna be I believe I feel is gonna be Backups against backups because both teams have got their seeding locked in. The Niners certainly do, and the Rams, I believe, do as well. The six seed, uh, which could make a Jared Goff against Matt Stafford bowl in the wildcard round. But I'm going to give the Niners a win purely because I think their backups are better than the Rams' backups. Uh, I, I have faith. I have more faith in Sam Donald and Elijah Mitchell than I do Carson Wentz and whoever's backup running back for the Rams. So for me, going to give the Niners a win. Yeah, it's interesting, really, because technically the Rams can get the sixth seed, but it feels like they're not that bothered because he's already said he's resting all his players. He's, he's Carson Wentz is going to start, isn't he? And then I think I think Donald Cup are definitely not even travelling. So it's interesting that obviously the Rams are seeing the rest as more important than the seeding. Um, maybe they, maybe they even want to be the seventh seed. Um, and fancy go, they fancy a trip to maybe to Philly potentially. Maybe they've got the eye on that, depending on how the two three thing works out. Um, but with that being so, with so with that being said, I'm gonna go Niners again, just based on everything. But it is in, it's it's an interesting conversation to have that the Rams are basically foregoing the seed, and they obviously don't seem to care whether they're six or seven, which might go to show what they think of, you know, the 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 three and the two and three seeds in in the in the division that they're not that bothered who they get. Rather, they're gonna get Dallas or Philly, 
they're not if they're not if they're not that bothered which one they get, which is which is something I think I'd rather probably at the moment rather play Philly, maybe they're doing that. Maybe they think they're gonna they're gonna end up with them, but that's an interesting thing that they're not even they don't even care. They're just like Sam, we'll just we'll have a week off. Yeah, and I think for the round, I think just getting in is an achievement in itself because I had them as the eighth seed, but not many had them fin- with finishing more than five wins, you know, and I think that it's a huge credit to to I think to everyone involved in the franchise that they've managed to really they everyone thought there'd be years and years of mediocrity. They'd given up their future to get a Super Bowl ring, which they got the ring, but they found a gem in Puka Nakua, and I think they found some gems in the in the late rounds. So for me, the Rams and Les Need, particularly the general manager, deserves a lot of um, a lot of praise. Um, that has been but- awesome. Staff has been so good. Mm. Back to his best. I think they're saying it might be even his best season statistically in his career. And that's with, you know, with including his season with Calvin Johnson and the year a couple of years ago. So fair play to Stafford for defying what everyone thought would be would be his retirement season. And he's just been pretty, really, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been awesome. Um for me, this might be the easiest one to predict of the week. Cowboys going to the Washington Commanders. Commanders, their season's done. Dallas Cowboys fighting for the division and the second seed in the NFC. Cowboys win this, and it's really, really easy. Yep, I agree. And then final game is the big one of the week. It's the battle for the AFC East, one that I've been having sleepless nights over in recent days, um, <laughs> as well as maybe that Newcastle game the other day. But um, this one is huge. Bills win. They win the division and get the second seed. Dolphins win. They get the second seed. If both teams lose, they'll have the six seed. So, yeah, this game is massive. Now, the injury report is huge. It's huge for us. I mean, to have uh, Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, obviously Bradley Chubb's already out for the season, same as Jalen Phillips. So, a lot of injuries, a lot more than the Bills have. So, sadly, that's why I've gone for the Bills to win this game. I just think that they're hitting form at the right time. We've only been one good team all year, and that was with a 15-yard flag helping us out uh, in the that late drive. So for me, I think the Bills, for me right now, are playing second-best football in the AFC, and I think they're going to go into Miami in really, really good form, really hot, and they're going to ultimately get the win. And they need it more, which is the, which is another thing as well. Like, there's a, if they lose, there's a chance they're not in the playoffs because mm. they they we we both think the Steelers are going to beat the Ravens. We both think the Jags are going to beat uh, the, the Titans. Therefore. The, the Bills have to win this game, really, don't they? So it's inter- they'll know that, which I think is a key thing. You know, if they go into that game and th- for somehow the Steelers or Jags have lost, they'll know by the time this kicks off, which might ease the pressure a little bit. You know, they know they're in, but they're still obviously going to want the division. It's crazy that I, I can't remember the last time a team could have been the second seed or out of the playoffs completely, depending on one yes. game. That's that, that's the scenario we found ourselves in. Um, ooh, I. I don't know is the honest answer. I think Miami are dangerous at home, very, very dangerous at home. If it was in Buffalo, like we saw last time, it could be a it could be a cakewalk almost. It was it was men against boys. Um, but because Buffalo needs it more, I think that that does influence my decision. So I think in, I think I'm going to go Buffalo. But I, I'm not as convinced as you seemingly are that, that your team are going to lose. Yeah, I've 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 watched I've seen this book enough times now to know we're probably not going to win this game. I think if everyone was healthy for us, I'd have us winning this game. If we had yeah. Xavier Howard fit, if we had Bradley Chubb, Jaden Phillips there, if you had Tyreek Hill, Waddle, both fit and both hundred percent and two hundred percent, I would have this be a win, especially at home. But yeah, I just think that ultimately 
we are hitting for, I think we are hitting a really bad time for injuries. And I do worry about injuries when it comes to the playoffs. We're already in, and I think that, you know, I'd almost rather um I don't I don't even mind going to Arrowhead if we do play the Chiefs as the sixth seed. But, you know, I think for the rest of the playoffs, I think that we need the home advantage. So it's big if we win, of course, winning the division for the first time since 2008. But I just think that with how injuries we've got, I just think it may be a, a tough ass. And I think that we're probably only looking ahead to the playoffs, no matter who we play. So, yeah, I think the Bills will ultimately get the win. Uh, before we do go, quick fire round. Um, your MVP for the season. Oh, Christy McCaffrey. Is, I think he is the MVP. I think Lamar's going to win the win the award. But I think it should be McCaffrey. I think I said him for a lot of the year. Then I said Tyree Kill. But after Lamar Jackson's performance against the, both us and the Niners, I think it's very hard to see him not winning it, especially with the recent trend of of callbacks winning that award. Um, and then finally, your Super Bowl matchup. Which two teams do you think are going to win their conferences and play in Vegas in Feb? The 49ers versus the Ravens, the game that we've only just seen, I think. you. I know it's chalk and I know it's boring, but I actually think they might be the only two really good teams. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not convinced anybody else. Dallas just can't get over the San Francisco hump. They're going to need someone to do them a favour. I've, and I've lived that as a Packers fan. We just couldn't beat them. We, we, we you'd need favors against them, and I don't see it. So, and the Ravens look like the class of the AFC for me. The, the, I'm not convinced the AFC is particularly great either. Um, who's going to go into Baltimore and beat them? I actually think the only team who could maybe the Browns, interestingly, but it's it's going to be difficult. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going chalk. I know it's a boring answer, but I think nine is Ravens. Wouldn't that be a great game, Joe Flacco against the Ravens in the AFC Championship game or division around? That would be just something in Baltimore as well. That would be um, quite something. But that is the end of the episode. So first of all, thank you, Steve, for coming on. Thank you, mate, for having me. I appreciate it. No problem at all. And do catch the, of course, on Red Men TV if you are a Liverpool fan. Or even not a Liverpool fan, just a Premier League fan, hop onto the channel and check out his work. Cheers, mate. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next time. Hello Andy, yep Shane Harris here, massive Baltimore Ravens fan and of course what a great way to end 2023 with clinching the AFC North. I thought the Dolphins were going to put up a fight, maybe not. <laughs> Thank you but at your new year, let's hope we win the Super Bowl. Have a good one bud. Hi there, my name is Brad Simcox, I'm a huge Chiefs fan in the UK and I'm here to give you my reaction of the Chiefs winning the AFC West for the 8th consecutive time. Before Andy Reid showed up, the rest of the AFC West teams all had 15 AFC West titles. Now the Chiefs have 16, all because of Andy Reid and his dominant display in the division. This means that since 1970, the Chiefs now own the second longest streak in NFL history. That's only second to the New England Patriots with 10. For Chiefs fans everywhere, never in our wildest dreams did we ever think that we'd be sitting with eight consecutive AFC West titles. It's a huge deal. I know some new Chiefs fans that were quite new to this really don't see it as a big deal because obviously the winning of Super Bowls recently, but eight AFC West division titles is a big deal, huge deal for everybody involved. And every fan out there should really lap it up. After years and years of smack talk from Raiders, from Broncos and from Chargers fans, it now means the Chiefs sit as the kingpins of the AFC West. There, yeah, there you are. I think okay, fine. Okay, great. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk NFL uh, and across the pod recorded, you know, I need to get better at this today. Get better at this TikTok live and get better at this well, whole thing. So you did better than me at this. So I, 
wonder where to start with this trying to do a live at the same time as a podcast recording it's um yeah we'll see how it goes yeah definitely i mean this is your this is your podcast isn't it andy it is yeah my editor is part two of my week 18 preview which i very kindly got jay on as well uh to do the part two of course um saints have a big somewhat of a big part to play in the weekend as some teams you know they have not a lot to play for you know come this time Mm -hmm. of year but i think the saints uh albeit i think there's definitely a small chance there is a chance uh, yeah. of you getting into the playoffs. I think I wanted to get you on at some point in the season. I've been trying to for a few weeks, and um, yeah, it's nice to finally get you on. Sorry, <laughs> no, you're, you're a very busy man, so that's not that's not a problem at all. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, so, are we recording now, or do you want to? Have we started? Yeah, we are the recording pod- on, on oh, both. Great, so we, are, we are we are underway. Um, but yeah, this is part two. Of course, we have done a part one. The podcast isn't out on podcast yet. We are going to do the editing at some point tonight, so I'll probably be out some point tomorrow morning uh it's actually quite a nice week because normally you have to get out by thursday night because of the thursday night game but because there's no mm-hmm. game till saturday night i've got a bit more leeway so i'll try and do it either tonight or tomorrow morning uh we did a part one with the redmen tv steve Hall. um so he gave his predictions for the games ahead he is a packers fan if he didn't know um so he had obviously a big a big opinion on the weekend as well as well as myself um being a dolphins fan so yeah looking forward to chatting all things week 18, week 18 seeing how your predictions are different to mine and steve's mm-hmm. i mean about yeah they might not be to be fair if it's if it's if you think there's going to be different saints opinions because i'm a saints fan they're probably going to be <laughs> the same to be honest with you well let's find out i mean of course week 18 does start on a saturday um as the baltimore ravens take on the pittsburgh steelers uh of course Baltimore Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. They locked that in against the Dolphins last weekend. Uh, and as a result, they are resting players um, where Steelers have got all to play for. Albeit they've got a big man to come. They have to rely on a lot of different results going away. They have to rely on a, uh, loads of different permutations, including the Bills losing and Texans Colts yeah. potentially tying. And there's loads of different things. There's, a, there's an article on it I found which has all the permutations. I've gone for the Steelers winning because they got something to play for and there won't be any, I believe, no Lamar Jackson. A lot of the starters wow. for the Ravens won't be there. From what I've read, uh, and obviously, even if they were playing, they may have just taken a foot off the gas, maybe with playoffs coming ahead. So for me, I've gone for the Steelers win in Baltimore as well, which is a hard place to go. But I just think the Steelers, with that, with a, with a resting start in, in my mind, I'm going to give the Steelers the win. I think that for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I did a, a, a someone on TikTok about this literally earlier on today. I think that they are just in a bit of a. Um, I've, I've been using the phrase "tire fire" quite a lot recently. I quite like it, um, and I think that they've um, they've over the last week, if reports can be believed, are in a really. Um, uh, I, I'm not an envious position to be honest with you, because despite being in the in the run up to the playoffs, they've got a quarterback who apparently refused to. Uh, back up their uh, Mason Rudolph, who is, I mean, technically their third string quarterback, but is actually, um, but who is starting for them at the moment and performing quite well, to be fair, as well. Yet your your first round draft pick from a couple of years ago, Kenny Pickett, who is meant to be your number one, you know, quarterback, he's refusing to back him up after he, after Kenny Pickett comes back from injury. For me, if I'm a Steelers fan, you know, part of me kind of thinks that like we aren't getting anywhere. If I'm being, you know, pragmatic, we aren't getting anywhere in the playoffs. I mean, there's no doubt about it. We're not getting anywhere in the playoffs. So do we really want to I mean, like loads of things need to come together, as you say, for them to even get there. But even if they got there, what's gonna happen? Not you know, not much, you anticipate. And it puts them in a worse position in the draft where I'm now assuming that they're gonna look for another quarterback because, you know, Kenny Pickett refusing to suit up. 
you can't have that. You can't have you can't have that and get and to get away with it. In terms of this game with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens. Now, usually this would be you'd assume this would be a Ravens, you know, done and dusted, wouldn't you? I'm still going to go Ravens, Andy, because as much as I understand your logic, I I just don't I don't I don't know. And have we have, do we know for sure that Lamar Jackson isn't going to be playing at all? It would make sense check. for him not to be playing, but I've heard that that you know the. The inkling is that he's going to be playing, you know, for the first quarter, maybe the first half. I understand the reasons why he maybe shouldn't be playing, but I also understand the reasons why, like, he could be playing as well. Because um, if if he is if he is going to be playing, uh, Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson, if he isn't going to be playing, sorry, you've got um, several weeks before he even takes a snap. So that would be three weeks in between Lamar Jackson playing a game. You know what with him. Uh, you know, what with them being the, the the number one seed. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the field. And if he's on the field, then I think it's a Ravens game. Well, I've just Googled it and it does say that he is going to be sitting this game. It looks like Tyler Hadley okay. is the man. I mean, Tyler Hadley yeah. is, is obviously nowhere near the good quarterback. But um, yeah, I think Lamar Jackson, I think there's definitely a point, good point you make there because we saw this in 2019. They had the number one overall seed. They rested players week 18, had the wild card round off get to our Tennessee game in the divisional round, they showed incredible rest. And mm-hmm. I think that's got to be a worry for the 49ers as well. The fact that they both got the one seed, both got the bye. But at the same time, whilst on the one side, you don't, you don't want to be the kind of team that play, plays players in a pointless game and gets injured. Shout out Bradley Chubb. Um, <laughs> on the other hand, you, you don't want to have that thing where you haven't played a game for three weeks and therefore that's it's almost it. like a preseason game. So especially they'll probably play most likely either the Dolphins, Bills, all Chiefs or Browns, that's probably where it's going to go for them in the divisional round. And that's some hard teams to play. So, yeah, yeah it's definitely a five balance. Maybe you could do a thing where you play, as you said, play a quarter and a half, uh, maybe do it that way. A bit like the pre- the final preseason game where you do get them getting some sort of reps in. Fun fact, though, same birthday as me, Lamar Jackson. So me and he'll be, he'll be enjoying... <laughs> and you're very similar, similarly talented as well, Andy. Oh, yeah. There we yeah. go. Uh, oh, life is paused, apparently. But um, yeah, yeah, that's my fault. I've got a time limit on. Oh, right. Um, yeah, but it's, I've yeah. turned it off. Both, both equally as um, same, same physique, you know, same speed, same phone ability. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so we'll both be enjoying NFL Sunday on the sofa together, I think, on that Sunday. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it will be. Yeah. NFL Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And the other game, of course, is Colts against the Texans um, in Indianapolis. The winner of this definitely gets in the playoffs, and the winner of this could still win a division if the Jags lose to the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. We both, me and Steve, both went for the Colts earlier, um, purely because they're home. I think both teams mm. are very similar. And I just think home advantage will may just be the difference. I actually think this is a really exciting game. I think when it comes to, um, you know, week 18, you really hope for games like these. Someone someone said to me recently, you know, I, they don't think that there's enough people talking about the AFC uh, South. And I think that's a perfectly like legitimate response, to be honest with you, because, you know, when you look at the AFC South and you go through team by team, it may be Tennessee, you, you discount for the moment, but you go through those three teams, the Jags, the Colts and the Texans, you have no reason to think that we won't be talking about this division as the division for the next few years. How long was it, you know, how, how often do we speak about other divisions being like the division of, uh, that, that we don't know who's going to, you know, you know, get through to the playoffs and all of that. But the Texans, the Colts and the Jags are both like are all really like early on in their development, but have shown so much excitement this season. 
you know, and you kind of hope that the Indianapolis Colts, like, um, they're able to get Anthony Richardson back and he just, you know, builds on it all. But this game for me is, I mean, there's there's an obvious game of the weekend that I'm sure we can sort of, you know, look at in a bit later on. But this game, I think, is really exciting and I'm not going to pick it. I, I just can't what? because... I th- okay, fine. I could try. <laughs> if I see that I see the 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 logic of of you choosing the Indianapolis Colts purely because they're at home. However, I'm going to go. I'm going to be romantic, and I'm going to say the Houston Texans because what an incredible season, you know that that will have been this time last year. And this and this this again proves why the NFL is such a you know great sport is that you can go from. From uh, from worst to first, or well, maybe not first, but you know what I mean. You can get, you can be so bad the year before, and then you can, you can all, you, all it takes is one player or a couple players, and somehow you're in the, the playoffs, and you are, uh, you know, people uh, really respect your team. So let's go with the Houston Texans in that game, Andy. Yeah, I, I love what you say because I think you look at Richardson when he's back next year, you'll have. Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Stroud, and Richardson in the division, and Will Levis, who probably will be the worst, the worst of the four. But even that's still a good fourth place quarterback to have. In yeah, your you're division. not feeling too bad about Will Levis, are you? I mean, no, you're not saying exactly. he's not. You're not saying he's he's the guy forever, are you? But you're not saying that we've made a mistake right now. So I think that you're going into next season with Will Levis as your starting quarterback, unsurprisingly. Um, with I assume that Mike Vrabel is going to stay as well i think that'd be a bad decision if he if he left and if he got um fired so i think that that whole division you have got four exciting quarterbacks absolutely absolutely i think it's for the future as you say it's be really exciting you know even look at other players look at michael pittman the receiver in indianapolis Mm. tank dell who broke a rookie record for the texans and there's a lot of good young players as well will anderson texans i think there's a lot a lot of and obviously we all know the jags who they've got so it's a really really exciting division and um you you mentioned about the texans i mean the Colts store itself i mean to have your new shiny quarterback go down injured was it five Mm -hmm. six weeks into the season i think we were in london when that happened yeah four or five weeks yeah and then garden minch has been a backup for years uh Floated between teams with on the Eagles team last year, the backup, and he's gone in and been in a year of backups, one of the best. And I think that'll be equally a great story if you know he goes and his career looks a bit, a bit like Nick Foles. Where Nick Foles was a, was a veteran backup and he had this amazing season. I think that Garland Minshew, I don't think he'll have the same kind of season as Foles did, but I think yeah. certainly from a romantical point of view, I think it's a great story. Uh, what he's done and I think that it's um yeah it's, fantastic well, it's all about story. the playoffs isn't it because you know you mentioned Nick Foles there Nick Foles didn't play that whole season Carson Wentz was incredible that whole season and Nick Foles just came in at the tail end of it and I don't think that anyone's looking at as you say uh the Indianapolis Colts and saying that there's a uh you know that, that he's not he's he's not excuse me having that Nick Foles type season I don't think so I don't think Gardner Minshew has had an incredible season by any means however if the Colts manage to get the playoffs, if they manage to get into the playoffs through this game and then they manage to get into the playoffs after that, that's when all eyes are on. You know, that's when the whole world is looking, essentially. That's when the whole of the country, the whole of America is looking. And that's when, critically, that's when teams, that's what teams are looking at as well. Do you know what I mean? That's where they're saying, okay, who is this guy? You know, that's why they always say, um, you know, Monday night football, Sunday night football. If you have a load of those, then you might have more like you might more likely make a have a good MVP candidacy candidacy because you've got more people watching and I think that's what could happen with Gardner Minshew but they need to get into the playoffs first. <laughs> yeah, and that, that is the big big question. Moving on to Sunday, uh, we may as well go into that game first. Jags at Titans. Um, now 
The Jags, for me, I think whatever happens, they're one and done. As we were saying this earlier, they are one and done. I don't see them being any team in the playoffs. I think they're in a okay. really bad run of form by adjusting the Titans. I think they'll put up a fight. And I think if any team's going to cause an upset, like they did with us a few weeks ago, the Titans are the team to do that. And I think they could cause a surprise. But adjusting the Jags, I, I think they'll find a way and get the win here. What do you think, Jay? I think Jacksonville... If Jacksonville can't win today, then this is going to uh, uh, this weekend. Then this is going to be a devastating off season for the Jacksonville Jaguars in terms of um, morale. There's going to be such a, I think, a stink around them. Now, look, they could. If I'm correct, they can. They can still lose, can't they? Can they lose and still make the playoffs? I think um, they can. If I think they have to rely on the Bills losing, the, and the Steelers yeah, losing, and yeah, that okay, so they need tight. to win. Yeah. They need to win. And now, you know, it is this point of the season, obviously at the tail end, where um, it not only dictates what they're happening for, what's happening over the next, you know, month, uh, it dictates what's happening over the next six months. You know, so much would, will have to um, be said about the Jacksonville Jaguars if they can't just get over the hill here. Now, I don't necessarily disagree with you. You know, I think that they probably will be a one and done sort of team. I'm going to have my hope on the Jacksonville Jaguars here because. They have had, especially in the first half of the season, they really showed what they can do. They just need to, they need to get back on it, don't they? Yeah, and I think that you know, a win here, even though I don't think it's the win that would give you necessarily a big confidence boost. I think that to yeah. get back to winning ways, it may be enough competency. Just, it, yeah, yeah, it needs to be a competent victory. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's go for some games that literally have no meaning on them. Um, first of all, <laughs> Browns, Bengals. I think this is an easy. I, I think this is a tough one to call, I should say, because I think we don't know what kind of Browns team is going to turn up. But I believe they're not playing Joe Flacco. They're not playing Amari Cooper. And I, I think the Bengals want to end the season on a high and they're at home. So, yeah, for me, the Bengals are going to win this. Yeah, I mean, for, again, we—I mean, we spoke about it a little bit earlier on in regards to another, the other team in the uh, AFC North, or the other two teams with um, Lamar Jackson. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? And this is where Week 18 can be a little bit funny because you know there are still playoff implications, um, but you know, with with players, you know, not playing, uh, you know, with their teams not playing certain players and stuff, it, it makes things, I think, slightly awkward. The Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, they've got they've had a season to forget, haven't they? Um, but the Cleveland Browns, quite the opposite. I think that purely down to the players that are going that are not going to be playing, I think I would have to choose the Bengals as well because they're playing for pride right now. Um, whereas with the Cleveland Browns, having seen multiple quarterbacks of theirs this season, uh, with Deshaun Watson obviously not being able to play, Joe Flacco is not playing, as you say. I haven't been convinced by DTR. Um, so yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna to have to be uh, Cincinnati Bengals for me as well, Andy. Yeah, we've talked about it here as well. The Browns, you've got to give them huge credit because to lose your star running back week two and lose your starting quarterback mid season and still get eleven mm. wins and make the playoffs of the week to go, I think um we, we could talk about potential coaching of the year candidate. I yeah. think he's gotta be he's gotta be one of them, Stefanski, to do what he's done when you know you ask most teams if you lose your star running back and your quarterback, most teams will crumble. Most teams won't even and if they make if they make the playoffs, they'll they'll stumble past the final hurdle. But Browns have <laughs> eased almost eased to the playoffs really. Um, and it was um, you know you got to give them huge credit. I think that most teams could have could have easily faltered. Um, Denver Broncos Raiders, um, another one that's got really nothing riding on it at all. Um, just going to give the edge slightly to Denver. I, I, I 
saying that Aidan O'Connell has got mm. wins, but I don't think he's been convincing me. The Chiefs game, he had no passing yards, I believe, or something like that in the whole of the second and third yeah. quarter. The Chiefs, basically, they beat themselves rather than the Raiders beating them. But I think Stidham showed me a tiny bit of something in that game against the Chargers, albeit against the Chargers. So I'm going to give them a win, but it really is a coin flip of two two pretty bad teams. I mean, this is this is the definition of a game that you know no one will be watching uh, when there's other games on. The only people that will be watching this are die-hard Broncos fans, die-hard Raiders fans. There's going to be more interesting games on at this time than Broncos Raiders. And yeah, I, I kind of I think I agree with you there, Andy. To be honest with you, the Raiders though have been such in this in this this sort of holding pattern over the last few weeks, where they haven't really. They've had, they haven't had a quarterback all season. Let's be honest. They've not had a quarterback all season. And because of that, they have not been able to really uh, put together a, a viable playoff um, contention. Do you know what I mean? Whereas the Denver Broncos, I mean, that is just what has happened over the last you know few months there as well. They were so bad at the beginning of the season. And then, of course, they picked up. And then the, the drama over Russell Wilson over the last two weeks and them not playing... You know, Russell Wilson will not be in Denver next season. He's another, you know, another uh, a player who will not be. The, the Broncos will be searching for another quarterback. Um, I don't think they'll they'd have ever really considered giving Jared Stitton the starting job either. So I don't know if that's if that's what they're trying to get a look at. I don't necessarily believe that. I just I don't have many opinions on this game to be honest, Andy. Mainly because I just don't feel like it deserves that many opinions right now at this point in the season. I'm going to choose the Denver Broncos. But in reality, we could be looking at a uh, you know a a twelve nine game or something. Well, the Raiders have already been in a similar game, haven't they? Was it was it th- it was them versus the Chargers? Was it that was six nothing? No, that was the Pats. Oh, that was a, they the were Vikings. A, the Vikings. The, Vi- the yeah. Vikings. No, yeah. that was when it was three zero. Even yeah. worse. <laughs> oh my goodness. Tell you what, there's been some interesting, to say the least, games this season, hasn't there? But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Broncos as well. But look, not the not the most exciting game in the world, I don't think. I mean, to go from uh, losing 3 nothing to then beating the Chargers 62-7, to whatever it was, it's just yeah, the yeah. ultimate contrast of game weeks, that is. Madness. Um, now, we might as well go into it now. Game, two games that are close to your heart, uh, <laughs> NFC South games. Um, you've got the Buccaneers traveling to the Panthers, and you've got mm. the Falcons traveling to the Saints. Um, I mean, you know, okay. Buccaneers win, they're in. Saints, and if they don't win even against the Panthers, somehow beat the Buccaneers, then it means that whoever wins that game between yourselves and the Falcons uh, wins the division. And I believe you would make potentially make the wildcard spot even if you win the game and the Buccaneers win. But for you, Jay, who's winning those two games? And obviously you're a Saints fan, so you'll have, I'm sure, strong opinions about the other yeah. game. So we'll, we'll go with the Saints uh last we'll, we'll we'll go with uh the the bucks panthers game now um i i really can't see anything but a buccaneers win in this one i really i really can't you know it was uh last week or a couple of weeks ago when i was um you know thinking okay who is uh who are the, the bucks playing in the last game of the season let's just remind myself um because that is going to be integral to whether or not the new orleans saints are going to you know get into the playoffs and then i saw it was the carolina panthers and i was like right okay fantastic <laughs> It's not really going to happen. Um, so I think that that's been a <laughs> been a bit of a disappointment. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't play well against uh, the New Orleans Saints though last last week. The Saints were were much the better team, but the, the Bucks have been really quite exciting on offense at times this season, and I think that that's really really going to um, be the thing that seals it. That combined with the fact that the Carolina Panthers have not been exciting on offense this season. 
when the the game is on the line or playoffs are on the line, I can't see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose it. You can clip this. Clip this if they if they lose. Oh, I will. I can't see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing to the Carolina Panthers. And when it comes to the New Orleans Saints uh Atlanta Falcons game, well, I mean, this is this is gonna be a closer game than the 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 um Bucks the Bucks Panthers game. I I see the Saints winning this game, but I also saw the Saints winning before the season. I remember when we had a conversation about who's going to win, you know, what I saw the Saints beating the Bucks both games, beating the Falcons both games, and it's not going to, um, it hasn't happened. There's been a lot to dislike about the New Orleans Saints this year, and going into this final game of the season, it's not ideal that you're without your starting uh, cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore, Michael Thomas is, is not playing, uh, Alvin Kamara might not play as well. Um and of course, you've got uh, you've had a whole season's worth of turmoil, I suppose I would say, in regarding the offense in particular. The defense has been incredible at times, and other times, you know, not whatsoever. When the secondary plays well, the Saints generally play well. This game, I think, will be won by the New Orleans Saints, but I still don't see them making the playoffs. Yeah, I think it'll take a lot for them to make it in if they don't. If the Buccaneers don't, um, if the Buccaneers do beat the Panthers and win the division. I think it'll be tough for the Saints to get in. But you never know. That is beauty. The Packers lose, you know, and the Seahawks Seahawks need to lose and Packers need to lose. And I just think that the Packers are probably going to win at uh, at Lambeau against the Bears when it's all riding on them. Um, So, yeah, as a Saints fan, it would be really nice for them to get into the playoffs, even if it's a one and done. But uh, you just, you just got to, it's only, you can only blame yourself. Because or the Saints can only blame themselves because there's been multiple times when either they should have won or they've played poorly. Um, so it's a it's it's an off season where I think a lot is going to change. To be honest with you, I agree. I mean, I've gone for Saints win and Buccaneers win as well. Good I, lad. I, I, I just think <laughs> the Falcons are just even more inconsistent than the Saints. I think it's um it's it's not it's not been a great year for for, for either team. I don't think. I think they're just fortunate that there's not a team in the division that's miles better than the rest. I think that's the only reason why they're these teams are even in contention of, of winning this division. Mm. Um you mentioned the Packers beat the Bears. I've actually got the the Bears beating the Packers. Okay. Um okay. in Lambeau. I think they'll there's nothing to ride in. They've already got the number one seed locked in. There's nothing to play for in this game for them. They'll have nothing more than to go into Lambeau Field like the Lions last year and go on and um and break their hearts once again. And I think that as well you've got to look at the Bears. They're in great form right now. I mean in Justin Fields and DJ Moore have been really good in recent weeks. And also the, the Packers, they beat the Vikings, but the Vikings are, mm. are a team that's really struggling for injuries. And on offense especially, I mean, Allison's been injury problems recently, Hawkinson, obviously Kirk Cousins. The quarterback situation's been terrible, so I don't really view that win as anything too special. Okay. Week before that, they almost let a 30-odd point lead slip to the Panthers, who've been one of the worst individual season teams of the last few years. And they lost to the, the Buccaneers in Lambeau before that. So they haven't, they've been winning games, but they haven't been winning them, I don't think, that convincingly. So I think the Packers are going to lose, but I do think the Seahawks are going to win against the Cardinals. I think ultimately that is where the seventh seed will go. I think it will go to the Seahawks. And then I think, sadly for you guys, you guys and the Packers will ultimately miss out. How are you seeing those two games? 
I think that this for the, the Chicago Bears have been a real uh, highlight of the last few weeks, um, which has been a pleasure, really, because they haven't been for the however many years. Um, and, and Justin Fields is sort of like, you know, showing that he after after what was not a good beginning of the season he's really like showing what he's all about. Um, I still feel like with uh, the whole of Lambeau Field behind them. I think that that is going to mean something. And for the Green Bay Packers, and, and actually they, they've had a bit of, a, you know, and obviously an up and down season, the Green Bay Packers. But if you are a, a Green Bay Packers fan, you are not on a, you know, had a great first half of the season, poor, you know, second half. It's been a case of up and down to the point where they will have seen enough from, uh, you know, Jordan Love. They will have seen enough from... Uh, you know, other players that might not necessarily, they might not have necessarily expected to be stars. Like, you know, Jaden Reed has been really great this season, you know? So I think that they will be so behind the Green Bay Packers. I think that that's going to make a difference. However, again, if I'm a Chicago Bears fan, I'm feeling pretty positive no matter what. You don't want it, you, what you don't want to happen is for there to be a damp squib of a game for the Chicago Bears. If you're a Bears fan and it's an exciting game, you might not win it. I think that's okay. You're playing for pride. You already have the number one pick next year. You know, you don't really need to worry about that so much. It's playing for pride. And I think the Bears will give it their all. Don't get me wrong. But I think the Packers will, will just, uh, uh, you know, just, just get there. Uh, and the other game, uh, Seahawks Cardinals. Um, well, usually I'd say Seahawks, to be honest with you, Andy. Uh, last week's game sort of uh, threw, me, threw me for a little bit of a loop. I know that the Philadelphia Eagles haven't been playing well, but the Arizona Cardinals, uh, you know, getting that victory was something I definitely didn't see prior to the game. Um, but again, as you say, the de- you know, as I say, that the defense did not play well for the Eagles. I'm going to say the Seattle Seahawks for this game. Um, however, yeah, I'm going to say the Seahawks for this game, but I think that what I particularly like is... Um, is the Arizona Cardinals? I like I Kyler Murray. I think is going to be a. Um, I said about a week ago, maybe less than a week ago, but I think that there's a chance that, that the Cardinals will move on from uh, Kyler Murray, and there's obviously still a chance that that might still happen. I still think he's he sh- he shows you enough every single week to show you why he's so exciting a a watch. And why he's so exciting to have as your quarterback. He has his deficiencies. Um, but the fact that Kyler Murray is on the field is what makes me think, could the Cardinals win? And maybe if you're a Card- you know, some people are going to have really strong opinions about the Arizona Cardinals and, you know, and about Kyler Murray in particular. Um, but I think the Seahawks will win this. But Kyler Murray is the one that's making me think, oh, you know, maybe, maybe he can make it interesting. Yeah, I certainly think this could be a great game. Um, the recording has six minutes left, so we'll try and go for a quick fire round of some <laughs> of these games. Um, okay. We'll go for a one-word answer for these games now. We've oh, got wow. uh, Jets or Patriots. Who's winning it? God, what a game. And the opposite of what a game. Jets, Patriots. Who's winning it? Patriots, but... Oh, I don't... Jets. Jets are winning it. Jets are winning hey. it. I mean, that's... that. Again, as an example of another game that I have no urge to watch, really. This when there's other better games on, Jets Patriots to finish. When they sorted the shit, so I know it's one word, but I'll be quick. When they sorted <laughs> the the schedule at the beginning of this season, Jets Patriots might have been a, like a a really fun game to end on. You know, not necessarily because of the Patriots, but because of their rivalry and Aaron Rodgers playing for the Jets, it might have meant something. But now it just, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna have that game on. No, I mean, it'll be on bedtime for me, but I don't think they'll 
even they'll show that much on red zone. Yeah. Um, Vikings at Lions. Well, I suppose a Lions going to be. I suppose Lions might be resting some of their players as well. But whoever they rest, got the two seed to re- I think if the Cowboys okay. lose, they can still get the two seed. Well, it's going to be Lions. I can't see anything but Lions. Well, I've gone for Lions as well. Also, I've gone for the Patriots. Uh, I just think Patriots. the offenses. Okay. I think the offense is slightly better than the Jets right now. I mean, I just think the quarterback situation is terrible for both teams. But I, I back Bailey Zappi more than I back Trevor Simeon. So that is my only reason why, really. And the defense, I think, is mm. equally good for both teams. Um, Eagles, Giants. Eagles, Giants. Uh, it, this is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and I'm, I, the Philadelphia Eagles will win this game against the New York Giants because of how everybody's feeling about the Philadelphia Eagles right now. And they're going to be a... Well, I would have said this last week and I would have said this the week before, so I might be incredibly wrong, but they're going to be like a wounded animal in this game. So the Philadelphia Eagles need to win this game. They, they need to win it. And if they don't win it, I mean, obviously they're still in the playoffs, but imagine the public thought over the next week about the Eagles. Imagine how Eagles fans are going to feel in Philadelphia, you know. Eagles should win this. Yeah, I've got them as well. Um, Chargers, Chiefs. I've gone for the Chief, the Chargers even because I think the Chiefs are resting Mahomes and mm. Kelsey and they're not even playing that well with them. So going to give the Chargers okay. to win. Yeah, actually, that's a very that's a good point. Let's go with the Chargers because even if... Yeah, let's go with the Chargers. They need something to feel good about before the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we've got two of the games before our big Sunday Night Football preview. Uh, Rams at Niners, Cowboys at Washington. I think Cowboys to Commanders is really easy. Cowboys to win. And then Rams at Niners. Um, I think both teams will play backups. And I just back yeah. the Niners backups more than the than the Rams backups. So yeah, give me a Niners and Cowboys wins. I don't really have much to add. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, final game. Uh, we've got three minutes left, but we can quickly go through Bills at Dolphins. Um, yeah, for me, I think this is incredibly nerve wracking. Never seen us win a division mm, or fan, even yeah. host a playoff game. I've never seen us do that. So for me, I would love to sit here and say Dolphins win. I think if everyone was healthy, I would say Dolphins win. But with our injuries we've got to our team, sadly, I think the Bills will win this. This is crazy that the Miami Dolphins are even in this. Uh position to be honest with you they should have had this wrapped up oh. but i suppose it's not actually you know it is 11 and 5 for the dolphins isn't too bad i suppose it's testament really to the buffalo bills and how what they've done over the last few weeks and they've come from what is a a, a poor first half of the season and and the, and the second the second half of the season for the the buffalo bills has been you know despite having their issues they've managed to get the victories i think that the buffalo bills are going to uh, this is so tough. And this is why it's, this is probably prior to the playoffs, the game, the game of the season. Because these two teams, both these teams could um, make the Super Bowl. They could make the Super Bowl, both these two teams. And to pick it is difficult. I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins. Nice. I'm going to say I the Miami Dolphins answer. are going to win this. As much as I think the Buffalo Bills, and I really like the Buffalo Bills, and I think when they have, when they're turned on, when they are playing their best football they can be anybody but there's been there's been too many mistakes i think the miami dolphins whilst they haven't necessarily played fantastic when they played the big teams this is where they got to prove themselves let's go let's see yeah miami dolphins let's go well that'll be i'll have nothing more than that to happen of course <laughs> be my well technically not my birthday anymore uh, it'd be a very nice birthday present if you were to go and <laughs> not only see liverpool beat arsenal on the same day but then go and yeah. see the dolphins 
win the division for the first time since 2008. And crazy that Buffalo Bills can go from either being the second seed, the sixth seed, or not even make the playoffs at all. So I've never talked about it. We talked about this in part one the fact that I can't think of a single time where teams have a chance to either be the second seed or either out the playoffs altogether in the space of one game. So this game. There's a reason why it's Sunday Night Football. They picked it for this week. It's it's the game of the week and one of the games of the season. But um, yeah, I think it should be hopefully an exciting game, but hopefully the um the right outcome. Yeah, for you, the right outcome. Yeah, the right outcome <laughs> uh, for you, maybe. I mean, what a game! An incredible, incredible end to the the season. I just hope it is. You know, it uh, it matches what we're talking about. It. I hope it's a good game. Yeah, I think for neutral's point of view, I mean, I personally wouldn't care whether it's three 0 or. 55 to 30, I think, as long as you get the win. That's yeah. all I care about, really. But, yeah, I think that week where we lost the Titans and the Bills beat the Chiefs, I think if Bills win this division, that could prove prove costly. But we are running low on time, so we will end it there. So, first of all, thank you, Jay, for coming on the podcast. Oh, no worries, mate. Cheers. Thanks for inviting me. Well, thanks for inviting me to your TikTok as well. That's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be nice to, co- to co-host in a way. Yeah.